Hello, everybody. This is Sequence Break, episode 17, Epic Neon Ninja Monkey. Did I get all the names right, Epic? I think so. <laughs> okay. I think you're good. <laughs> Here he is, Epic Neon Ninja Monkey. Uh, before we get started, dude, I got, how did you come up with that name? That name has so many words in it. <laughs> it's honestly, it's it's just random assortment of things I like. I, you know, like... <laughs> I love neon colors on black backgrounds, like neon green and neon pink and some of those colors that pop a lot. They just look really cool. Absolutely. So I like those. And I mean, what kid from the 90s doesn't like ninjas? (laughs) Monkeys are clearly my favorite animal. I've always loved monkeys. I'm sure you figured that out last night. Yeah. And then Epic is just a... A uh, word to that's descriptive that I figured I'd just throw that on the front. Why not? <laughs> well, when we met, I also like had to ask like which one do I refer to you by, and you were like totally down with any one of those. So I thought that was oh, really yeah. cool because it's a lot I to get, say if you're talking to somebody. <laughs> yeah, I get all sorts of assortments. <laughs> well, cool. Well, thanks for doing this, and I, I, I'm glad you're joining us because so the for everyone out there. Epic Neon Ninja Monkey has suggested a few games that I play and has not missed with how much fun and awesome the games that he's recommended. And I thought, oh man, let's do a, let's do like a hidden gems type of thing episode because these are uh, <laughs> most of the games you recommended are not uh, they they're not even available in the United States. They're they're Japanese exclusives, and I I just think it's a really cool idea to to be experienced. All of us want to play games that we enjoy, maybe games we've never heard of. So that's the kind of the idea for this whole episode. So I appreciate you taking the time to do this. Oh, yeah. No problem. <laughs> I Dave have said, time today. Yeah, no, it's perfect. It worked out great. Trickyard <laughs> Dave says, growing up, you always told people your favorite thing was Epic also, right? Like Epic is just like a <laughs> word to describe that stuff. <laughs> so let's take it on back. When did you uh, start playing video games? So I don't remember like exact age or anything, but uh, I am, I'm the youngest of three boys. So I had two older brothers that grew up, you know, more on NES than I did. So we had an NES when I got to the age of when you would start playing games, you know? Yeah. And the Super Nintendo, I don't think was quite out. So I had to be like maybe five-ish, four-ish. Because I was born in 85, which is when the Nintendo came out. But Super Nintendo is like more, what, 1990, 91, something like that. So we had an NES already. And uh, I remember my first experiences were like Super Mario Brothers and Zelda 1 and a lot of the, you know, the common games you hear in the NES era. And like, I remember also, I remember this memory sitting with my brother and he was kind of teaching me to play Dragon Warrior 1 because I didn't understand RPGs at the time. I was too young. So he's kind of helping me through and guiding me through and teaching me how it works and how to play it. I'm, I'm not familiar with Dragon Warrior. What, what game is, is that an NES game or? Yeah, it's an NES RPG. It's oh. actually one of the very early NES RPGs. Very cool. Were you able to a series of I think eleven main titles now? Oh, oh, oh. Dragon Quest. Dragon, Dragon Quest. Warrior. Yeah, I got it. Okay, yeah. I, now I know what you're talking about. Okay, yeah. I was like, I have a couple of Dragon Quest games. I didn't realize um, it started. Dragon out. Warrior Eight. I think it was Eight was the first one that the states called Dragon Quest. Oh, interesting. Were you able to like beat a game like that early on as a big sprawling RPG? With a lot of help, I'm pretty sure I was. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I was like five. What do you understand at five with that? You're like, oh, that's cool. And I get to hang out with my brother. <laughs> I'm surprised you're playing an RPG at that time. I guess it's probably not reading as much as you are trying to just, you know, fight and do the, right. the fights. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Enjoying the animations. And like Dragon Warrior, uh, Warrior 1 also had like, I don't know if you've played it. Yeah. 
but it had the like when you got in a battle it had a little thing go and it kind of like made a box and the animation for the enemy and everything comes up with backgrounds nice it's really cool yeah did you have any experience with uh you know japanese games or, or any sort of imported game uh early on as a kid nope no, not at all <laughs> nope. none of my friends got japanese imports just normal american kid you know dude i never saw one as well i was like i i it was like this mythical i didn't even know they existed i didn't realize games could be different at different parts of the world right <laughs> so just clueless as a kid <laughs> yeah i mean how are we supposed to know especially without the internet you know we'd have the internet for a few years so it's like uh, right <laughs> the, the internet was pretty new is all that dial up and you got those AOL CDs every week. Yeah, absolutely, man. Did you? I mean, I'm sure, I, I'm sure you did. But did you play Mega Man games and things like that as a kid growing up as well? I did. Okay, absolutely. So one you, of my favorite series. Do you remember Still. which one you played first? I have memories of playing Mega Man three and watching The Land Before Time. I don't remember where or when, <laughs> but I definitely have memories of playing Mega Man three. And I remember those those cats and um. I think it's Top Man stage that throws the little balls of yarn at you. Uh, yeah, I think that is Top Man. You're right. Yeah, and uh, I, I have definitely have memories of that and having the Land Before Time on in the background with somebody else watching it. Absolutely, oh, that's so cool. Um, did you? Uh, so when did you? I, I assume at some point you get a Super Nintendo and Donkey Kong Country comes up. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> when was that we first got, experience? So I remember. I don't know what Christmas it was. Excuse me. Yeah, um. I don't remember what Christmas it was, but I remember my grand one side of my uh, family, my grandparents, my mom, and my other grandparents. They all went in on a Super Nintendo for all three of us boys. I don't know how much it cost at the time, but clearly, why they all went in on it? <laughs> it was a new console, but and I think we got the All Stars Mario set when we got it. The nice. bundle, yeah, oh, that's a good one. I think that was the bundle we got. It might have been earlier. I don't remember. Right. I remember the Christmas opening and being so happy <laughs> and fighting with my brothers to play it. But <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. It, it's uh, you know, unfortunately, I never had one in my family. But anytime you brought any home new new consoles, but I had two brothers as well, so similar backgrounds. It's just like everyone wants to play it, and now. <laughs> yep, very much. It's kind of like those Christmases. You remember, you like you get a new game. And the first thing you do, you want to just go play the game and your parents are kind of fighting to get you to go, you know, shower and get dressed and go somewhere <laughs> for the holidays. Because we always met up at my grandparents' house for the holidays. And we're just trying to sit here and play games instead. Right. <laughs> the new games. Why would you want to leave the house? We've got all these games right. going on. <laughs> I, I remember, so I had obviously, my friends had Super Nintendo, so I have a very strong uh, affinity and feeling for Donkey Kong Country because when that game came out, it didn't feel and look like anything else that I'd ever seen before in gaming. And I'm curious if you had any sort of similar experience. I asked too, because I know you're grinding it as a speedrun right now and really bringing down your time, but I wonder if you had any early experiences like that with the game. I definitely played the game on release because I had monkeys. <laughs> and, and it looked cool but i mean it just looked fun and i played it i definitely played all three donkey kong country games as a kid a lot i still have my original carts and everything too do you uh do you, you know as a speed run does it ever uh, uh do you ever get burned out on it or you ever because I, I know you've grinded the game uh, pretty decently so no i don't it's no. too fun that's it's way too fun it's very satisfying 
That's so cool. Uh, so tell us a little bit about like, you know, when you, uh, how did you gateway or what, what was your first experience with like speed running and what led you, what led you to kind of try one yourself? So pre speed running, like when we were younger, me and my brother actually used to take turns playing games and seeing who could beat it faster. Oh man. Because why not? Yeah. You know, competitive. <laughs> I've always been competitive, but, uh, like I remember doing that with Mega Man two at some point and a few other games, but even, you know, the first time I remember after that was probably like 2005. I still didn't know speedrunning existed as a kind of esports-ish competitive internet scene. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was bored one day and I sat down and just was like, I wonder how fast I can beat Super Mario World, Super Mario Brothers. And so I just started, you know, playing the game, seeing what I could figure out and... uh I had gotten a time of like, I think 5.40. I uploaded a video of it because I found old video footage. Oh, it's awesome. Uh, when I had a dazzle. <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor capture quality. <laughs> but it was about a 5.40. I didn't know of speedrunning. I didn't know of any glitches or routes or anything of existence, you know. And I kind of got a 5.40 just playing the game a few times and messing around. That's a hell of so a like, time. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Of course, any percent. You know, right, right, totally. So is this, you mentioned, so you weren't actually looking for any strategies or anything like that. You were literally just trying to play through the way the game the way it was intended with warps or whatever. Yeah, and beat yeah I was just possible. playing through the game, seeing how fast <clears throat> how fast of a time I could get in it. Just yeah. idea off the top of my head when I was bored one day. <laughs> Why uh, not? And so what? Uh, how did you finally find like an official speedrunner or have an idea to, you know... Well, Sorry, I didn't yeah, mean to. Go, no, please, please, go ahead. Um, so sometime after that, <clears throat> excuse me, Jesus, Pete's, um, around, I discovered Games Done Quick, which it wasn't quite called Games Gun, Done Quick at the time, <laughs> yeah. the first few. Yeah. But I discovered that and just kind of brushed it off in 2011, 2012, somewhere in that area. I forget exactly before or when, you know. And I just kind of brushed it off like, oh, that's kind of cool. People are breaking games and speed running. Yeah. But then in 2013, I don't remember how, but I got involved with um, some YouTubers and some Twitch people because I had had a I had a Justin TV account way back when it was Justin uh, TV. Nice. Under a different name. <laughs> this name didn't exist yet. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I had a Justin a TV account and I had a YouTube account and. I met some some gamers on there somehow and ended up being like, hey, can I race with you guys sometimes? Because they were doing races. And they are just, you know, chilling, talking, doing races, recording it, putting it on YouTube. And that was 2012, 2013 area. So eventually I got involved with them. <clears throat> and then one of them was a DKC speedrunner, actually. And he's like, oh, dude, I got this great time in DKC. There's no way you can beat me. And I'm like, oh, oh no. Oh, he didn't. <laughs> yeah. So after that, I sat down and was like, okay, DKC, let's just play the game. So I played through the game a few times, you know. My first time, like not knowing any strats, not learning speed strats, was about an hour, two minutes, just playing the game casually because oh, I had wow. grown up playing the game a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay, that's not so bad, and that's not so bad. So I played it again and again and a few more times. And eventually I grinded down and got past his time. And he's like, oh, man, what? 
So he came back and like this went on for, I don't remember how long, but we went back and forth. And uh, eventually with the going back and forth, beating each other a bunch of times, we were around the 44 range at that point. Oh, wow. And then I was like, all right, I'm just going to make him shut up for good. <laughs> <laughs> so I started learning speed strats from the, the wiki, the DKC wiki yeah. that was at the time. Because if you don't know, DKC speedruns actually didn't join speedruns.com until 2019. Oh, I didn't know that. Every All the leaderboards and everything were on the, the DKC speedrun wiki. Yeah. There was a vote last year if they wanted to join or not in the community, voted to mirror and join the speedruns.com. Hmm, cool. But uh, so I learned some strats and, you know, just kind of sat down. And it's very easy to practice separate stages in that game because the way it's set up. Yeah, stage select. And I got my time down to a 42 or 40, high 41 after all that. He goes, okay, I'm done. No. <laughs> <laughs> so he quit. He, he gave up. And then I was like, oh, man, this is actually really fun. So I yeah. just kept doing it and doing it. And this was into 2014, 2013, 2014, somewhere in that range. Um, and I had gotten my time down to a 37.56, I think. Oh, my God. And at the time, world record was a 34.14 or something like that. So... DKC has different eras. Like the wiki even lists all the eras. The first era is Jay Timon, which is technically when I started. Okay. This was before they found the um, some other tricks. Okay. Like Map Warp was banned still. Oh wow. Um, frame Perfects were a lot were not allowed in Jay Timon because there's three versions of DKC, three cart revisions. Oh, interesting. 1.0, 1.1, and 1.2. I should have three. Jeez. In America. Yeah. Um, Japanese only got the 1.2 version yeah. because it came out in America first. So they got the fixed revisions. Right. <laughs> Quote, unquote. So that's why it's called J-Timing. Yeah, I got it. Okay. We went by those rules. So then the next era is the 20, the, um, sorry, the 34-13 era, which is the, the era pre-jump super jump rolls which super jump rolls are a trick mixed in a super jump and a frame perfect trick so in the 34 13 era um frame perfect tricks are allowed which makes the monkey just go continually roll like this in the air straight across the stage and it's a one in 60th input and it's hard and i still suck at them <laughs> which is i'm trying to do that to push for a 30 sub 35 right now but yeah, then the arrows go on to uh, <clears throat> pre-super jump roll. Super jump roll and map warp were allowed. And then there's the current era, which is super jump roll, which the time now is down to 31 something. There's actually just a new map warp found under a month ago as well. It's, uh, I think it's awesome that a community that's been around now for a few years uh, keep, continues to to break the game in, in new ways. And of course, more challenging ways. Why not? <laughs> Um, yeah. Right. When, during this first grind period, were was it something where you're looking for strats and things like that? Or are you just trying to optimize your gameplay? Like how did, what's your approach at this point? Um, I was pretty fairly new to speedrun still, okay. you know, and I was just trying to 
copy what because there's there's so much documentation on DKC already Got because it. of the wiki and people have gone through tests in the game. Uh, okay. Tampa Tampa is a known tester. He destroyed DKC with his tests, and then people found out what tricks are allowed, which you know which ones are RTA viable and all that, which is why the time was so low at the time. And you know people grinded it down within ten to twenty seconds of their some of best. Oh wow. And there's not easy tech in DKC. No, all of it looks really <laughs> but, tough. <laughs> yeah. So I just kind of, you know, started following their strats and that's how I got down to that 37. I'm just like, okay, that's good enough for now. And, you know, 2014, I put the game down, which I put the game down right when MapWorb was being allowed and when they're starting to find new tricks again. So into a new era is when I put the game down, actually. <laughs> of course. <laughs> And then after that, I didn't really pick up any more speed runs. I just kind of played DKC once in a while, messing around. And um, me and that group of people I knew on YouTube just kind of raced some games here and there. And I started a spreadsheet, actually, of competitive times with those people of different ga- about 50-something different games where huh. we, I was tracking all of our times. Yeah. And, you know, I was, I was dominating it. but. <laughs> None of us were like really speed runners having fun. <laughs> yeah, it was a fun thing to do. I, I got to give a quick shout out to Tampa because he's contributed some really awesome SMB3 uh, 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 tasses as well. And the guy, I, I, the way that he tasses games, it just completely destroys him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's famous for DKC and Link to the Past and a lot of stuff. He's a really good tasser. He really is. <laughs> when you're racing your friends and stuff, are you guys doing like no reset races at the same time? Or are you guys just comparing times? How does it? How, what's the competition at this point? We were we were comparing times, trying to get better times on that spreadsheet, and cool. then we were also at the same time a small community of YouTubers just kind of setting up races, racing in blocks and then putting it on youtube nice <clears throat> it's uh it's one of the things i i okay so full disclosure i have watched a lot of epic ninja monkeys um speed runs one because he runs some of the games i do but then <laughs> other also because of how um optimized the game control is like i noticed one thing is how uh, meticulous you are about playing the game as best as possible and a lot of times that's a really good way to bring down a time is to play the game as, as best as you can um I assume at this point you're grinding, you're doing all those things. Is that what's is that is that kind of your approach as you're grinding into some of these uh, speed runs? Um, yes and no. Okay. It depends on the speed run. Yeah, like DKC and even Doremi in some of those games. I started out running those games just by playing through the game five to ten times, like having a start a start bar and kind of just bringing it down by learning. Playing the game over and over and letting my memory just kind of sink in and learn the levels that way. And then there's other games like Tonma, <laughs> where I played the game casually blind, beat it. And then I went back and I'm like, okay, what's the speed run look like? Hmm. Well, actually, somebody in my chat, Bovine Divine, is oh. like, oh, dude, that, that looks pretty optimized. I don't think you can beat it. I'm like, <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, there it is again. <laughs> <laughs> so I, had, I uh, with Tanma, I had looked over the speed run. I'm like, oh, I can do that. That's pretty easy. And then I kind of, before even running it, I compared it to the task. And then I just kind of messed around to see what I could come up with and combined all those strats to make what you see as a world record now in Tanma. 
Uh, and that's actually a great segue because it's where I first discovered uh, your runs was with Legend of Heratoma. I had run the game and Enemy had run the game. I think we were the only two people on the leaderboard at the time. But uh, I thought, man, sub six is going to be really tough in this game. And nah. <laughs> all of a sudden, the first one, the first, I, don't, I think that was your first time you even submitted on the game, dude. It was. I didn't submit anything until <laughs> I grinded it down. I had played the game blind and then uh, beat it. And then I looked over what world record stretch where I looked at the tasks and then I kind of played the game some to make, see what I could make up as viable in my own way. And the way I set that up was I just kind of took them all and combined them together in one big run. And it's like, just like that first run that I completed because you know how completed that game is with the one hit kills and uh first run i completed was sub six and then i just kind of pushed it like that's not good enough not good enough too many mistakes and pushed it down to that 532 it's still very beatable don't get me wrong but <laughs> as you say at least you're not calling it free but uh i don't no, know it's it a pretty damn free. good time dude <laughs> no I, so there's something interesting i noticed too and, and and i could be wrong but it seems like most of the games that you've taken up as speedruns, you enjoyed the casual playthrough is that part of it is that does that uh, how does that figure into the equation yeah yeah i like i always try to play a game casually first if i haven't played a game casually i generally won't watch it i, yeah. I like to go into any game i'm interested in blind yeah you nice know? so uh you know I, i'm looking over your your speedrun.com profile here and first of all it's super impressive there's a, a very wide variety of games including like <laughs> outrun 2 golf daisuke i mean you know all these attack of the killer tomatoes the, the games don't necessarily follow a pattern of like you know mario games or anything like that <laughs> right so it seems like you enjoy like a variety of games i'm curious how you find because there are a fair amount of games that are, are that aren't even available here in the states and i'm curious how you've gone about discovering some of those and what led you to some of those games um, I'm also a game collector. Like, if I do this, you can probably see. How, oh, how that is, look games. at that. Holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I'm a game collector and I love to learn about and um, new games and collect games and play new games, new experiences, which is why I like playing them blind. I love the blind experience of you go into a game not knowing what to expect and you just kind of play the game and you're like, huh, that's interesting. You just kind of, these games are developed and programmed in a way generally where you slowly figure out what you're doing and what's happening. Like you and Swords and uh, Wizards and Warriors the other day, these games are designed in a way where you play the game, you're like, what the hell is going on? And then you're kind of like, oh, okay. All right, listen, this. And you kind of start to understand things and you progress. And you feel great about your progression, you know? And I love that blind experience. I really do. Well, I, I, for whatever reason, you've really nailed it with the games that you've recommended to me. And I think the first one that I can remember is Fushigi no Yumi no Alice. And um, it's a game on the TurboGrafx-16, or the PC engine, I guess it would be, because it only came out in Japan. Uh, tell me a little bit about it. What do you like? What kind of game is it? And why, what, what do you like about it? Uh, Fushigi no Yumi no Alice, or Alice in Wonder Dream, I think is the translation. I actually like, so 2015, I had no idea about the Turbo Graphics or PC Engine growing up. I had no idea that thing existed. <laughs> it's a real console, I promise you. No, just <laughs> it is. I have one now. Um, and then like 2015, I was like, I, I think it's 2015-ish, I discovered Yeast Books from watching YouTube. And I was like, oh, the game looks really good. 
So I booted up an emulator and played these books one and two, and then I played Rondo of Blood, and I was like, man, this console might have something behind it, you know? <laughs> and then I just kind of brushed it off for a while and didn't bother doing anything with it. Right. And then, like, late 2018, I was like, oh, look, a Turbo Graphics for sale locally. Hmm. <laughs> so I ended up buying it, you know, getting the DB booster for RGB because I had had a Frame Meister and all that already. And then <clears throat> putting up with the Turbo Graphics controller because the D-pad drives me nuts. It's really bad. <laughs> um, and so I'd start to to explore the Turbo Graphics library a little bit, and then I started doing streams like with an EverDrive. I of course got an EverDrive first because games are expensive. Dude. It's and, not a cheap uh, console to own games for. <laughs> no. <laughs> and uh, so I got an EverDrive and I started doing streams where people could pick games. I played a lot of good games, bad games, and all of the above. <laughs> and then I started researching a little bit more after learning about some of the library. Like, what else can I find? And I came across this Alice game. I'm like, movement of that kind of looks fun. It looks like a decent game. So I sat down and played it blind and beat it event- within a few hours. You know, I think it's like three, four hours. That's a better time than it took me, as you know. (laughs) And I restarted many times because there's not unlimited continues. (laughs) Not at all. Although even when I cheated, I used the cheat code to get more continues. I still couldn't beat the game. (laughs) It took me so long. So I had played through that blind. I'm like, this movement is actually, like, she's a bit slippery. She moves fast, but uh, it's a pretty good movement for a game. So I had grinded it, you know, I didn't grind it down or anything. I played it a few more times. And then I started routing it a little bit. And after routing it, I was like, all right, let's try a run. And I got, I think, an 18 or 19 minute time. I'm like, there's got, no, that, that's got to be more improvement for that. So I kind of looked over it again. I realized there was no task. I had tried to look. Um, but I looked over the game, my previous run. I'm like, mm, okay, noticing small things here and there. Kind of took notes on my Notepad Plus in areas and kind of, um, routed the game again and I got it down to I think around 17 and then while I was playing that time I accidentally jumped off like I looked at a ladder I go wait a minute I, I know how Mega Man games work you can you know do things with ladders in certain games either Mega Man or other games with right. ladders so I'm like what can I do with this ladders and I realized you could let go well ladders as you know work really weird in that game they do yes <laughs> i i let go of the d-pad jump and then hit the yeah, d-pad again every time i do it in a fast kind of roll motion and so i realized you could do ladder tech and i'm like okay that's that's like do re me i can do that because <laughs> if you don't know with do re me fantasy ladder tech is a real thing you can make fake ladders and jump off of them you can um in Do Re Mi, you may not notice it, but anytime I climb up a ladder fast, I'm rolling my finger over up an A again as I climb the ladder to break the ladder. Oh, no to way. To pre-break the ladder that's so that's I can make I another ladder. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And that's some of the ladder tech in Do Re Mi. You, you pre-break ladders so you can make another ladder to the next area when you need to faster. So you kind of jump, roll over to A and up, jump again, and get up the ladder. And that's some of the tech. And then you can make ladders. Like, do you have the ladder ability where you are in Doremi? I don't uh, think you do, do you? No, not yet, no. So the ladder in Doremi is also supposed to connect to something above it, if you notice. Like, oh, it's supposed to connect. That, yeah, to of course. <laughs> if it doesn't, it will break almost instantly. 
Oh, wow. Okay. So some of the ladder tech, if there's nothing above you, you can make a ladder and you can jump high enough off of it to get extra height and make a jump that you couldn't normally. And it's not there right now, the run. I don't know yeah. if it's crossed over the sun, moon boss in the lava world. But I incorporated that technique to hit the sun, moon boss because he's too high up in the air. Yeah. You can't hit a jump. So I incorporated that ladder tech um, to jump off of the ladder and then shoot him and get extra hits on him. And it saved quite a bit of time. I mean, other tech in that game is just movement and making cycles, really. But it, it's, and I, boots, boots, it, lots and lots of boots. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool that the, the. I think it's great that you know you're, you're seeing similarities between things that you learn in another game can cross over and uh, while it's not the same thing you can apply some similar concepts to trying things like it's interesting ladder tech you mentioned that thing because there's a lot of games even back in the nas area and nes era and stuff where ladder tech is a real thing especially if you're speed running things where you're trying to find new and interesting ways to 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 uh destroy the game basically break it apart <laughs> right yeah you'll notice in like if you've ever played Mega Man 9 they try to avoid ladders and they use one of the attacks that kind of winds you up the wall mm. Okay. Fast and like any any Mega Man game you see, they jump off of ladders if they're going down. You know, it's just simple things that make a difference. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Super Mario Brothers two here in the U.S. Uh, you know, we, there are certain, especially for the speedrun, you have to learn how to jump on and off ladders on a fair amount of. Stages. Those ladders and vines are. I swear, there's like they have grease all the way up and down, and <laughs> I'm telling you, they have to. Uh, <laughs> they're I, so slippery. It cracks me up how the best of the world of that game still get broken by by vines <laughs> and ladders. Um, okay, so I, I <coughs> excuse me. Um, there's a couple of things I really, so first of all, I always, when I, I when I, some of these import games, like uh, we'll, we'll look at Alice for a moment. I'm curious, like, why didn't we get that game in the, in the States? I, it's pretty, it's kind of obvious with TurboGrafx-16 is that uh, a lot of the, the console wasn't very popular. So they just, you know, there wasn't a market to bring those games over, but the TurboGrafx-16 does have some really great platformers, uh, Legend of Hirotoma and Alice in Wonder Dream, two great examples. <laughs> uh, Doremi is just kind of a, or Doremi, Doremi, I can't even say it sometimes, fantasy is a game that I'm I'm really I'm surprised we didn't get here in the states because it's got everything going for it. It's like it's got wonderful levels, it's got this really great fantasy. It's it's a little bit RPG elements with power-ups and things like that. Everything about that the, the soundtrack is just wonderful. I'm curious if you have any thoughts or wonder like why a game like that didn't come to the states. I'm not sure why it didn't come to the states because we got Mylon Secret Castle. Maybe because everybody hated that game. I don't know. <laughs> I don't hate that game, but everybody else seems to. No. We did. Uh, Do Re Mi actually did come to the States in one form, and that was Wii's Virtual Console. We got a version of it. Oh, Never okay. Nice. But we did get on Wii's Virtual Console. But Super Nintendo era, we didn't. And some of that may be because they didn't see fit for it. Right. Or it could be because the Super Nintendo in North America didn't live as long as it did in Japan. Oh, interesting. Japan has Japan has Super Famicom releases all the way up to 2000, I believe. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like this Doremi is 96, I think. Gunpull is 97, if I recall. Sort of going on yeah. in lifestyle, a life a cycle. Uh, how how you know? As a collector, I always find the collecting stuff kind of interesting. Are those the games that you have are are they expensive to bring over? What's kind of like the process of bringing in bringing a game to the states like 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 Doremi? 
Money. Money. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's all it takes. Huh? Pretty simple. I actually got Doremi when it was cheaper now than, oh, nice. it, than it is now. But I mean, your only options for imports are really the internet okay. or knowing somebody over there. Like I know a guy in our little retro community that me and a few people started. Cool. That uh, he's willing to hunt down games and kind of you know help you find a better price than people and scalpers on eBay will give you. From what I understand, uh, in my chat, Team Murdoch has helped out quite a bit. There are there are retro stores uh, in Japan and different areas, and you can you can go find some of these games actually in stores there. Uh, so, I have no idea. I've uh, never been there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, love to go. Right. Right. Okay, so that kind of leads to this game that I just recently played thanks to your recommendation. And I was just going to put a few minutes into it. I ended up beating the game in just two days and probably could have finished it in one setting had I had a little more time. And that's Gumple uh, Gunman's <coughs> Proof. Uh, what is this game and how the hell did you discover this one? <laughs> Again, from from research and just loving to learn about games, new games and everything. So Dore, Me and Gunple kind of has a similar to same backstory with me. <clears throat> Whereas... Uh, I didn't mention this before, but me and I don't know if you know Super Scudge. No. He's a Link to the Past runner. He oh, cool. runs around, I think, a 25, 26, no major glitches. Oh, wow. It's a good time. He's He's been to GDQ on stage and everything. Oh, I think he had a cool. race with Andy. Um, but he's somebody I've known on Twitch since 2012 or 2013 as well. And uh, so I was like, hey, are you interested in blind races? And, you know, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do that, you know. And uh, the first one we did was Doremi, and we both finished about four hours. He actually ran, if you look at Doremi's leaderboard, he did run Doremi for a bit, too. Yeah, he's on there. Um, And then the next one, like, I know he likes Link to the Past. So I was like, so, <laughs> I found a game like Link to the Past. You'll probably win this, but do you want to blind race this? So we blind raced that, the uh, translation of Gunpull. And then I ended up running it, but he ended up uh, having some real life things come up. So he hasn't streamed really much mm-hmm. since that time period. Another game we raced was actually a violist, Violinist of Hemel, which is a Super Famicom release. It also, it's really cool. You, It's kind of a platformer-ish thing. <laughs> and you get these suits that you use in each stage that have different abilities. It's pretty neat. It's not something I have interest in speedrunning, but it's a neat game for good. It's for sure worth checking out, in my opinion. I one of the things I'm hearing is kind of uh, that's similar in all these is uh, doing this with friends, and that's how you kind of discover. Like you have to share these things with other people to to find some new things. Um, I'm looking up the uh, the Gumpo leaderboard. I was actually watching some of the runs yesterday for it, and there's actually a leaderboard for uh, this game. Yeah. There, there's, there's there's actually there's 21 people on on the leaderboard right now, and I think it's really a testament to the game because while it may look like a link to the past on the surface or a link to the past with guns, it's actually got some really interesting things going on in it. And I, after watching your run all the way through, I'm curious, is that, was there a, were you taking a predefined route? Like had you seen somebody else's route or were you routing it yourself? Cause that seems like there's some interesting stuff happening there. So with that, um, I didn't originally after our race, I didn't plan on speed running that game actually. <laughs> but uh, you only did like seventeen doing, attempts. So. <laughs> I was doing something called retro achievements. Oh yeah, yeah. Which you know, I'm sure you know what that is by Absolutely. now. Absolutely. And uh, the gun pull, some of the gun pull ones were to S rank all of the dungeons. I was like, well, I accidentally learned the speed run anyways. <laughs> Let's just do it. Why not? So <laughs> perfect. 
So I sat down and looked at the route, took notes on my notepad plus like I do. <laughs> Followed those notes my first run. And then I have a pretty good memory. So second run, I'm like, okay, no notes. Let's do it. So a second run, I just went, it's pretty easy to learn too. But So second run, I went through the game and just did it a few more times, a few more times. And my, my goal was a sub hour and I got a sub hour. I still want to drop it more, but not right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, watching the run, there's obviously when you die a couple times. So it's like, it's obvious there's uh, some of it's on purpose, actually. Um, yeah, death warps. Yeah, the death warps. Like which I thought was a really smart three. idea. <laughs> yeah, it, actually, that death warp from Dungeon 3 only saves about 8 to 10 seconds. But it's worth it. Yeah, I mean, it's still 8 to 10 seconds. Uh, the other thing I liked about it, too, was while the game is fairly linear, like you have to beat one stage after the other and all that stuff, there are some interesting things you can do on how you get to the stages. And when you're in there, you know what rooms you could take. And I thought that uh, it's always nice when the, a game has some creativity or offers something than just a, a predefined route that you can go through. Yeah, for sure. The uh, <clears throat> the run, actually, like the way the game works, like you played through it recently. Yeah. The way the game works, it's actually very accepting to optimizing your movement totally. and with the strafe and the duck and, you know, all that. And you get you get a one up after every you get a life after every boss you beat. So in Dungeon 3, you notice if we die before that. Meh, OK, right. <laughs> if we don't, we just have to know our life count and you want to be at zero lives by the time you beat the boss. And so you can die outside. Which is really so, cool. Offers a lot of uh, flexibility. It offers some flexibility getting through it. Yeah. The, the movement is really fun the way you can strafe. And it, it just really adds to it. It's like a much easier version of Link to the Past that's completely different somehow. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> uh, and that's and it's got what like a lot of the games so far that we've already talked about. The soundtrack I really enjoyed as well. Um some of it some of the tunes are kind of forgettable, but some of them are really memorable that I found myself like humming and whistling <laughs> after yeah. I was done playing the game, you know. Some of them are very good ambient tunes. There you go. <laughs> that just are kind of there, but and they sound good. And then other ones like the boss theme is just like, "All right, let's go." <laughs> you know. The one thing I found that was kind of comical or really silly about the game was, I guess some, I guess a Japanese perspective on on our old West because there are some tropes in it and things that are just a little bit bizarre for me. Like at one point, your dad like beats you up, kind of thing. So three I'm like, times, yeah, three times. You're like, what the hell is going on with this and everything? So. But yeah, uh, sure. it's still a, I had so much, it's it's one of the most enjoyable, like casual playthroughs I've had of a game. And so I, I'm glad you recommended it. It was really great. Uh, I'm, I'm looking over your profile and there's some interesting games in here too. So, you know, I know recently, I guess it was a few months ago now, but you were on the, uh, the Darkwing Duck grind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I that's a game. What the hell are you thinking, dude? <laughs> Picking up that game for a speed run. So somebody I know, Sir HC, man. Good guy, great streamer. Check him out. He does a lot of variety. He's not a speedrunner. But he's been trying to get somebody to do that forever. <laughs> and he one to, during one of my turbo graphics uh pick a game things, he's like, Hey, play this. And I was like, Okay. So I sat down and played it, you know, during that for fifteen minutes. That's all he gets. And then <clears throat> and then after that I was like, Ah, just sitting by myself after you know days or whatever after i'm like and i just started playing i'm like huh, huh? why not so <laughs> then i started rounding it and figuring out boss strats and i actually figured out a quick kill for all of the bosses except for the end boss where you can get hit you can get stuck in their hitbox and 
just destroy them, completely destroy them, except for the first boss. His strat is I had to look it up in test studios how to do it. Oh, There's no test for that game either. Shock. <laughs> I couldn't figure out why the quick kill would or wouldn't work on the first boss. And I, I did some testing in test studio. So the first boss is simple. If you hit the jump button for three or frames or less, you quick kill the boss. If you hit it for four, he has one hit point left. You hit it for five frames, he has two hit points left. I was like, what? That is such <laughs> what a, is that mechanic is dumb. I'm sorry. <laughs> what this right. kind of sense does that make? It doesn't. <laughs> but it's, okay, I, I'm, I'm, first of all, I'm not surprised nobody has done a task for it, but I, yeah. I don't even know how you got past the first level. Just it's so frustrating just trying to control Darkwing Duck in the game. So at least that was my experience with it. Just hold right and jump when you need to. <laughs> That's all you gotta do. You make run through things. What's that? You just pretty much run through a bunch of stuff. <laughs> Dave says, yeah, but that whole game doesn't make sense. Not just that sure mechanic. Well, that's a good point. <laughs> Look, that game has built-in input lag. <laughs> you press jump and you jump about a second later. <laughs> <laughs> that's Can't like a feature. An for that. <laughs> oh, it sounds so awful. Oh my god. <laughs> So I'm always curious and stuff like this of all the, I mean, I think I could probably guess at this point through our conversation, but of all of the the games that you've speed run and you've got quite a list here, do you find one that you've enjoyed more than the others or have one that you keep on coming back to kind of thing? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I said, I did DKC and put it down in 2014 and of course returned to it in uh, 2019, late, late 2019 to current, which I'm trying to sub 35. But something about DKC, the, the mechanics, the roles, the technique is just so, it's it's such a pretty run and it's very, very satisfying to pull off and do. And But it's so easy to mess up too. It's definitely, especially to, to be competitive in the game, you got to be able to do all of that stuff at a high level. Um, well, there's no RNG in that game either. It's all, it is all right. execution, the just, entire game. That seems like right up your alley, especially seeing the way that you speedrun games. Right. <laughs> uh, Stormcrow <laughs> asks, uh, can you have Epic explain his obsession with the Y button? <laughs> right perfect inputs. That's, that's, all I get. that's why. Get it? That's why. <laughs> See what I did there? Hey, yo. Uh, you know, quick question, because you mentioned that you did put down Donkey Kong for like years. Um, what made you go back? Like what, what, what made you try to pick it up again? New strats, and I wasn't happy with that 3750. <clears throat> like, even within the first few times of running it, I got my time down in the 36 and oh, 35. Wow. And then I messed up a run and did terribly and got the frame perfect, one of the frame perfect tricks that saves a minute and 20 seconds and got a <laughs> PB of 35. And I was like, oh, why? <laughs> why does that have to be in my PB? That's a- that. That frame perfect is uh, 25 minutes, 26 minutes into the run. And it's a frame perfect input at 60 frames per second. I, I was watching your, your was it last night? Or when the last time you were streaming Donkey Kong? And, and I was I was like, that's painful. That's absolutely painful to have the that, that trick come at that point in the run. Oh, in the record, there's actually six of them throughout the entire run. <laughs> How many attempts did it take for him to get those in there? Like it had to have taken tons. I don't even know. A That's lot. so crazy. <sighs> so unforgiving. <laughs> so uh, what's next? I mean, that's like, you know, that's the, the million dollar question. What Are there any projects you have or that you'd like to take on or just play? What's, what's next for you? Well, I have a large list of games I plan to run. 
<laughs> getting to them is another story. <laughs> but right now I'm going for the sub 35 in DKC. Cool. Um, after that, I plan to move to NES speedruns for a bit and jump around here and there. I have a secret NES game that I'm going to run that nobody knows. Yes. yes, Golf Daisuke will be a thing at some point. <laughs> that's right, Dave. <laughs> now keep it a secret. That's cool. I mean, do you plan to stream it, or are you going to play it offline and then? Uh... Oh yeah, I will. Okay, I good. will. I'm going to. I've beaten the game before. Uh, I'm going to route it offline after I'm done being obsessed with DKC some more, and then I'll run it. Nobody knows what the game is. It's an NES game. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I love the tease, man. <laughs> golf. I'm glad you mentioned Golf Daisuke, uh, Dave, because I, I speed run Power Golf, and it's. Golf games actually do off. They're they're a cha- they can be a really challenging speed run. I don't know if oh, they speak the same way. That's a putt putt game with RNG. <laughs> the holes move. What? Why you play it? Every time, every time you play it, the holes in a different spot. There's like three or four different spots the hole can be in, and there's a mole hole like one of the shortcuts in one of the stages. There's a mole hole you have to shoot around a wall into, <laughs> and that moves. So sometimes you can't hit it. Or no, that doesn't move. Your position, your starting position moves. It can rain randomly on you, which makes everything much harder. And there's some strats you can't do in the rain. <laughs> you should try it. It's, it's a blast. It sounds really fun. I, it it I, actually I, is. The more golf games I play, the, the more I find it fascinating what they do to try to make themselves unique compared to other golf games. And so like power golf, the wind changes on every single shot, which by the way is a stupid mechanic. But <laughs> but the fact that that happens, like oh, they're trying to differentiate themselves. I, I like to hear that this is RNG. That's great. So it's a different experience every time you play, I assume. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's different. I, uh, I reset a lot. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely something you should check out, though. The, the holes move their RNG where they're positioned each run. There's, <clears throat> you got a menu fast, like line up your shot, your power, and everything decide really fast. It's an it's aggressive run, but it's really fun. Oh, Junkyard Dave, I wish that wind func- functions like that in IRL. You can speed red <laughs> golf in real life if, if that happened, right? It could be great. Right. Yeah, you should you should give Daisuke a try. It's I'm it's to. actually a uh, broadcast to Teleview game. Okay. Super Famicom. So there's only a ROM. I gotta I gotta get ice. <clears throat> um, I have a real cart, but oh. it's it's a real cart of a ROM dumped onto a cart. Oh, got it. Cool. <laughs> Somebody made a cart. I was like, nice. I gotta own this. You know how it is. Of course. <laughs> I didn't used to have the collecting bug until I started speedrunning. And now it's like, <laughs> I just want to own those carts that I'm playing. So. Yeah, okay. give it a try for sure. There's six courses. We've ran two of them so far. Every time Hayo, one of the other runners, every time he puts up a course time, I go back and just beat his time. I'm like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I've been doing that to him. We kind of went back and forth. On okay. So this whole competitive thing is just you, you being an asshole. Is that what this is? <laughs> yeah, <it could've> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. That's actually one of the things I've really enjoyed about your speed runs is, is how, first of all, you've gone back to games so that you, it's like, you know, the competitive thing. I, I really dig that a lot. Actually. I think it's, it, it makes the speed run better if you ask me and the leaderboard and the competition. Yeah. I, I love competition. I love being competitive. It's, it's something I grew up with, you know, being competitive with brothers and sports and all sorts of stuff just that's just how i am even today playing like disc golf and stuff me and my friends are like friendly competitive where we're competitive we'll talk crap but at the same time if somebody has a good shot or does something awesome they're just like yeah awesome dude wow you know epic has the ndg <laughs> 
Well, speaking of that competitive gene, and by the way, that's how uh, one of the ways I think is a really, uh, it's a good, it's a str- especially friend- friendly and-, and positive competition is a really good way to better yourself, whether it's speed running or just your approach to your career, whatever. I think it's it, it can be really healthy. Uh, I know it's kind of a fine line at times because it could lead to some, so could you, you know, they can lead to some things, but I find it really a, a healthy type of thing and, and helpful in life. Yeah, um, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but but speaking about that competition, so I'm going to do a quick plug for our Retrothon coming up in, in April, and that is because we will be doing some races. Uh, we are racing oh, yeah. Fushigi no Yumi no Alice. <laughs> and I guess you better get that sub 14 soon. Then, huh? I, I, it's going to have to grind. I'm actually I was thinking <laughs> I'm going to wait till April, but I might have to return to the game sooner because <laughs> I'm going to need a sub 14 to be competitive. And then I also trust my memory, my muscle memory. <laughs> it just did there. It's ingrained in the thing. I'll, I'll still grind it down a little bit, but. I need to reform muscle memory. <laughs> bring it back. Bring it back. And then uh, Legend I like, of Hirotoma I like well. consi- Yeah. Good. I okay. like consistency when I, especially when I race. I would take, I, I still got to decide to do what to do with Tonma because being consistent in that game is something else without dying. The consistent strats I found <laughs> um, led to my sub six run in that game, but I had to do some risky strats to get the sub nah, six. So. That's too safe. Yeah, your, it's your too safe. Are too safe. <laughs> <laughs> no, not competitive Can't enough, not fast enough. <laughs> but yeah, we have that going on. <clears throat> I actually have something I'm going to start up after Retrothon. I won't say what yet. Okay. If uh, just, it, okay. Uh, it's just a heads up. I have something I'm planning to reboot after Retrothon. If that's not a tease, I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so where can where can people find you on the internet or on streaming? Where where, where should people find you? Twitch. <laughs> with my name <laughs> it is epic neon ninja monkey <laughs> all I have, one word i have a youtube i don't generally upload too much to it unless somebody's like hey can you explain this to me and like i made a do re mi tech video uh ladder tech video for some people that were running the game a bit and that's one thing i wanted to point <laughs> out as well and i appreciate you doing that thank you uh that um also, Epic has done a bunch of work on uh, Fushigi no Yume no Alice, and that's on the speedrun.com leaderboards. Like the, You've done a fair amount of, I mean, basically, it sounds like your Notepad Plus is a lot of the things that end up <laughs> yeah. on the internet. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I, try, I try to document or uh, take notes on what I do for future, anybody future looking into it. And I'm always willing to help anybody if I know something they don't, you know. That was uh, one of the things I noticed right away when I stopped by your stream is uh, a- asking questions. You are very, uh, you're able to d- d- talk it through and talk it out and show actually what's supposed to be happening, which is not an easy thing to do, folks, especially while you're trying to run the game and stuff like that. So uh, I really appreciated that right off the bat that you were able to, to, uh, to you, you put all those resources out there. Like everyone should have access to this stuff. It's pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I think it should be a communal thing, you know, not. Oh, I'm going to keep the secret stat, strat so I can beat you. No, I want a fair fight. Let's go. Yeah. And let's make it a level playing field, right? Because that, that goes through the way that you approach, man, the, the execution. Exactly. I love execution. RNG is not my friend. <laughs> <laughs> the hell with RNG. Exactly. Well, if you if you really want to see some top quality speedruns, check out uh, Epic's uh, um, uh, speedrun.com profile because it's all of the runs are I should most of the runs are very well executed. Like uh, the Gumpo one, it was obviously something you were just playing around with, and it's not something you've yeah. returned to since. But all the games that he basically has world record in, they're 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 and there's a bunch. <laughs> they're they're really well few. executed. So like one or two or three <laughs> or maybe four. four. 
<laughs> if you look at the, that C64 game on there, actually, too, that's that's another story with a friend. What uh, game that, is that? That's on Twitch. It's uh, Abbey something. Death Abbey. It's something like that. That's what it translates to. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's uh, a C64 game. Yeah. But uh, somebody I know is like, oh, dude, I did really good at this game. Look at his time, then look at mine. I'm like, <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I got this. Don't worry. I had to play that in emulator, unfortunately, because I don't have... I didn't have another way to play it at the time. I have a mister now, which could play it. Oh, yeah. Okay, so here's the real lesson from this this whole uh, interview is that uh, don't tell Epic <laughs> if you, that you have a good time at anything. <laughs> nah, that ain't gonna work. Yeah. It's particular. You can't, you can't trigger it. It's, it's gotta be a thing. For real, You'll dude. never know my secrets. <laughs> I, I, there's going to be a future episode on the mister because I, there's a lot of interesting things happening with it and i find it fascinating you can c64 is being apparently emulated not yeah. emulated but it's being you can it's a really got a really great core for it yeah yeah for sure very it's cool. a very cool device for anything 16 bit and under yeah that's that's awesome <laughs> okay, dude. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time and talking through a lot of this stuff. I, I I really appreciate the games, obviously that you've suggested. I I it's, it hasn't steered me wrong yet. Although I'm never gonna play Darkwing, just letting you know. But uh, oh man, come on, <laughs> dude. See what you can do. I don't Look, know if I want to put myself puzzles, through it. There's puzzles after each stage. You get to uh, solve. You get to pick up pieces and put them in order. Is that really it's the real big fun. selling point? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's better than the platforming. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a good point. <laughs> the bosses are actually really fun in that game, getting the quick kills on them. Cool. Getting well, stuck in their hitbox. You know, it's funny because I haven't actually watched... Oh, I did watch your world record on this. That's right, I did. But well, maybe I'll go back and take a look at it. Another funny thing about that is there's three puzzles, right? Yeah. The third puzzle, it can auto-lock. Like... um so when you beat the stage, the pieces are in random spots. It's RNG. Well, there is a a way that sometimes it happens where the pieces fall in, automatically into the right spots. If that happens, it skips a cutscene. So <laughs> for no apparent reason, that out too. <laughs> it skips about a twenty second cutscene. Oh man! See, that actually kind of sounds interesting to me. But then again, you have to play the whole game to get to that point. But anyway, it's not that bad. You just hold right or left and okay. jump. Oh, I'll take your word for it. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> Look, it has built-in input lines. You got this. Well, thanks again, dude. I really do appreciate it. And uh, everyone, go follow uh, Epic on Twitch because it's it, you'll you'll get some you'll see some really awesome speedruns there. I promise. Thanks, man. No problem, man. Thanks everyone for listening and watching. If you're enjoying the podcast, subscribe, leave a review. All those things go a long way to helping out the podcast. If you'd like to continue the conversation, I'm on Twitter at LatMackey, or you can also join the LatMackey Discord where we have a sequence break channel. We talk about guests. We have questions. It's really interactive, really fun. Please feel free to stop on by. Thanks so much. See you in the next one.